You're listening to The Big Show on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Welcome inside. It is November 23rd, and this is The Big Show in the morning. Is that hot? A little hot coffee there. Ooh. Ooh. A little late coffee getting it in boy. there. Felt like I needed it. A little of the, the heat to kind of warm everything up. Get everything going here. Welcome to the big show in the morning on a game day. My name is Matt Rose. George Russick away for the rest of the week. He'll be back on Tuesday. He's from Ontario. He's from Niagara. We don't do that here. Um, Logan Gordon filling in. For the day. Hello, Logan. Good morning. Hi, Matt. What'd you do on Tuesday, brother? Uh, I slept a lot. Yeah? Yeah. I had one of those one of those days. Do you watch any hockey or any World Cup? or? I watched a bit of World Cup. Yeah? What'd you watch? I don't remember. The you didn't watch any World Cup. France, Australia? That sounds... Someone got hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the, uh, Luke Hernandez. <laughs> Yeah, that's literally all I remember. He ruptured his ACL, by the way, on that. That's play. a pretty awful. serious injury. Yeah, we don't like that when the ACL just ruptures. It's uh, a complete terror. That's literally I all I remember. Yeah, uh, I, I have a lot of takeaways, but that's what I do remember because it was a long time. Like, wow, we're really, really milking this one. And then you're like, no, he's actually really hurt. And you're like, well, okay, shut okay, up, fine. Uh, yeah, I. Uh, I don't. I think I had a little bit of it on in the background while I was doing a little bit of breakfast, but that was a part. That was pretty much it. I uh, watched two hockey games, um, but it was one of those days where things were a tad quieter uh, in the other room. Patty Dumas, Alex Brody, we're dialed today because the boys are fired up. Team Canada taking on Belgium a little bit later on, right, boys? Yes, sir. Man, it's going to be awesome. That's going to be a lot this of fun. Gonna, this, you this, said this. game day. I mean, it could be Flames game day. It could be we'll get to that game it, day. It happens to be both. It does happen to be both, and we'll get to all that in just a moment. Uh, first off, let's tell you where we are. We're in the Doug Lacey Basement Systems downtown studio for Doug Lacey's Basement Systems. Cracked foundation, Boeing foundation walls. We have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement Visit dlbasementsystems.com, and uh, we thank you very much for being a part of the station. Uh, we got a great show lined up for you today as well. We're going to have uh, all sorts of guests on the program. Tommy Wielden Jr. is going to join us right around 7.30. We're going to preview the contest between Canada and Belgium. We've already seen a ridiculous upset in this tournament with Saudi Arabia beating Argentina. Uh, you might have been listening to the DA show coming in. It was the second lowest odds in Saudi Arabia to only the host, Qatar, taking on one of the top two favorites in the tournament, Argentina and Saudi Arabia getting a win. So basically, anything is possible, I think, would be the takeaway from uh, from that final result. Uh, but on the show today, apart from Tommy, Glenn Healy's going to join us just after 7 o'clock. We're also going to uh, get a little bit of a, a golf chat at the very end of the show uh, as uh, we break down the season that was for Brooke Henderson and a winning tournament for Adam Svensson, plus just a, a couple of notes on the PGA Tour as they go into a little bit of a, a holiday break before things really get going at uh, our op in uh, January here. But let's dive in. As Logan mentioned off the top, it is a Calgary Flames game day as the Flames continue their road trip. They are in 
Pittsburgh to face the Penguins. Talked about it with Ryan Leslie and uh, Rob Rossi on yesterday's show. If you want a, a little bit of a different angle of a breakdown, you can always grab the podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, or Amazon. But the Flames will look for a third straight win in this, the fourth game of a six-game road trip. One change we may see could be the return of Michael Stone, who skated with the team uh, back on Monday and then when they practiced again on Tuesday. So we'll see if that is a change that they do opt to make and take Dennis Gilbert out. That would be the assumption that that he would be the player that comes out of the lineup. But this is not the first time that these two teams have played this season either. No. The Penguins have already made their trip to Calgary. It was a little while ago, but they have already made their trip to Calgary, and uh, the Flames were able to beat them four to one in that game. It was Nazem Kadri with uh, two goals and three points in a winning effort with that game back on October twenty fifth. So only twelve days after the season had started for the Flames, the and good they days were, they were still cooking. Uh, Penguins have won three games in a row. They won three straight on the road, a road trip that went through Minnesota, Winnipeg, and Chicago, and now they're here to host the Calgary Flames. What are you looking for in this game today, Logan? Continue some of the good things you've done the last couple of games. Continue to build that confidence together as a team. Continue the continuity for the lines. You haven't had to switch anything up. I mean... <coughs> Hold it. Excuse me. Right, yeah. Excuse me. Big Careful. thought. Yeah. You haven't had to switch anything outside of Rooney coming in yeah. on that fourth line. So keep that going. You've, you've built that up for a couple of games. Feel good about yourself. And hey, a win tonight, and not this is you know class half full look, but mm-hmm. guarantee at least this you know minimum of six points on the road trip. Yeah, and you know what? That's something that George and I had talked about going into the trip. George had said three and three, you're happy, right? And I said, nah, not really, because honestly, Washington is not nearly as good as they were last year. There's uh, a game against Philadelphia in there. Plus the the two openers, Florida, Tampa. Yeah, those are some tough matchups. Pittsburgh, okay, but you already beat them once. And then you wrap it up with a game against Carolina. So that's a tough one for sure. But I looked at it and said, yeah, you, you should be able to get at least seven, probably maybe even eight points out of this road trip to go home with, you know, three before you get to those two tough back-to-backs, a weird noon start on a Friday against Washington, and then uh, the, the two o'clock start against the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday as well. But you bring up a good point. And for a team that had been stumbling for a little while, even three games in a row feels like a bit of a a, a breath of fresh air, a little bit of reprieve. We're playing burn baby burn all the time. People are happy. People are excited. They just need to get out on the road, Logan, right? That's all that it ever takes. Just need to get, just got to get these guys out on the road, right? And win. Oh, yeah, and win, too, because the first time that didn't work at all. That probably helps. Yeah. Right, we talked about that before. And we're like, oh, yeah, they just needed to get on the road. And then they didn't win on the road. (laughs) And it felt like nothing was changing. And you're like, okay. That didn't help at all. No, it it didn't necessarily uh, assist that much. Uh, One of the things that we will see today is, uh, like we talked about with Rob Rossi on uh, Tuesday's program, that... Evgeny Malkin, yes, skated in his 1,000th game, but the Penguins were on the road, so it's going to be a little bit more of a a ceremony here ahead of the game today as they uh, kind of do it up all pretty for everybody uh, out in Pittsburgh. So we're very much looking forward to that as the Flames like to string together another win. Probably going with the Markstrom start again. That would be my assumption. And then you get Dan Vladarin for one of the two on the weekend. I would assume you feel the same. 
Yeah, I, I honestly wouldn't be upset about seeing Dan in two of these three games. It's been a while since he's gotten into one. and But at the same time, I think Jacob's but coming why? off a great... Your goaltender's playing so good. I know, but... Why do you need Dan Vladar to play? He's your backup. You're you paying need, him. You're paying. You're not paying him two million this year. You're paying him like basically league min, if not league min. Get more value for your money, Matthew. Yeah, I guess. But I'm just like, I I understand everyone wanting to play Dan Vladar and get your backup some starts. And Daryl said he'd get one start a week. But even when Daryl said that, I I also very much wondered like, really, mm, is that? Is that how we're going to do this? Like, Dan Vladar has not necessarily made me believe in any of his recent starts. Like, wow, this guy is going to go in and steal a game. Like, he's been good, but he hasn't been dynamite. He was better at the beginning of last year when he was playing more, but that's because he was playing better. And Jacob Markstrom has played very well in some of these recent games. Like, we talked about the uh, the almost game-saving stop he made in Philadelphia. He was really good the game before that, too. So, I don't know. That's kind of where I come down on how the goalies are being deployed right now. It's an interesting conversation. I think that there is something to be said about Jacob getting in a run here and and starting to find himself because it's been so inconsistent for him to start the season. But at the same time, I think that you know we'd be keen to remember what the ultimate goal is in this thing and that's needing Jacob at the right time and I I think this is the first time in a long time where I've felt as confident in the backup as I have Mm. I I think Dan gives you a chance to win every single night when he goes out there and that's not always the case with the Flames backup so I'm I'm look if they go to to Markstrom again, and they just give Dan one of the back-to-backs. I'm not going to be upset about it. I'm not pounding the table yeah. that Dan absolutely needs to get in. Because, I, I look, I was with everybody else, you and Pat, and everybody else that was saying, hey, look, Markstrom's going to get this thing back. And if him getting it back on track is due in part to the fact that he's been able to play consistently mm-hmm. and you know go game, day off game for a little while, then sure, if that's if that's part of what's what's got him back to looking more like Jacob Markstrom, then absolutely you keep it going. This is also a team that is in the second wild card spot, right? Like it's not like last season where they had played very well out of the gate and had built themselves a little bit of the lead, almost like the Vegas Golden Knights have at this point. Like you kind of need every win that you can get right now. Like it, it was a good plan to start Dan Fodar maybe once a week and try and get him involved more. But then you got punched in the mouth. Like Mike Tyson says, that'll change your plan quite a bit. It's going to be a 5 o'clock start as uh, the Flames look to take on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, we'll have your wall-to-wall coverage all day long. We actually got a little bit of a different layout on the program today. No Merrick show today. Uh, it is going to be 3 o'clock Flames talk with Pat Steinberg. That's when the Pat Steinberg telethon will begin. And then at 4 o'clock, Flames warm up with Pat and Peter Labardius. At 5, it'll be the Flames and the Pittsburgh Penguins down in Pittsburgh. But also on the station today, after going deep with Donovan Bennett at 11 a.m., we're going to have our World Cup preview show with uh, Halford and Bruff uh, out in Vancouver. They do a great job out there. Uh, They'll have your World Cup preview show as Canada takes on Belgium at noon. The Raptors show with Will Liu is going to be at noon as well. And then it's going to be Hockey Central with Haley Salvin at 1. We'll have a World Cup postgame show for an hour at 2 o'clock. 
and then it'll be right into the Flames Telethon here on Sportsnet 960. I don't know who the uh, who we're supporting for the Telethon today. I'll have to look that up and get that in the break for you. Hmm. Um, but also today, a humongous game for Canada at the World Cup. It has been 30-plus years since Canada has been at the World Cup. Uh, was not even born back in the 80s when that was a thing. And personally, I'm starting to get pretty fired up for this. This is, like, for me, I always like to watch the Olympics with my family growing up. We always loved to watch the World Juniors when we were growing up, uh, whether it was the men or the ladies at the Olympics, whether it was just the young lads at the, at the World Juniors. We were always dialed on that type of stuff. And I do wonder how much more I would be into soccer, I would be into basketball, if back when I was growing up, Canada was a team that was as prominent in those two sports just because that got my parents involved, right? Mm -hmm. And back then, it was a lot harder to kind of have that involvement in a Toronto team across the country when you didn't have immediate access and all these types of things. You know, you're not getting every Jays highlight, never Raptors highlight when you're turning on global news on a Tuesday night here in Calgary, right? So... As a result, I think that the national stuff kind of got my family involved. And as a result, that's something that I t- attached onto and obviously became very big into hockey going forward. But it's been a little bit different with basketball, with soccer, with some of these other sports. And we're just finally getting there now. And I think it's a really cool feeling to finally be here and have all of this hype and a little bit of hope that I think is well-placed, too. When you look at, when you, you read everything about this team, everything about John Herdman and the motivator that he is, I just think that this is this is a big opportunity for a lot of young fans to get involved with the sport as well because I think that there's a lot of people who are going to be in my age range who have kids, older than me who have kids, who have never seen a World Cup or seen it in very young infant stages that are going to be dialed in with their families because it's Canada. And as a result, we could see a lot more of this game grow. And I think that's great. Yeah. It's always, it's always super important. I think to, to have these moments and it's to me, soccer is an interesting one too, because like our biggest stars, we can't, well, I don't want to say you can't, there's always a way to watch them, but I just don't know how many, it's not in the prime time hours of watching sports. It's when people are working. No, but it's they're in the also, middle of the yeah, night. they're also in different, you know, they're in European leagues and playing for big clubs across the sea. It's not like you can on a, you know, any given week or month go and see Alfonso Davies yeah. play, right? You're kind of stuck in that sense with what it is mm-hmm. and the having the spotlight for them be in other countries so i think for this to finally come together in a world cup that's very accessible to a lot of people it's going to be on a lot of tvs it's not going to be hard for people to track down and find out how canada did or where it's going to be to watch it on tv i think that to me is huge and i think we've seen that in a couple you made you made some great examples matt of how you know national team success can lead to I think a big cultural impact in how we see the game and we're not just 
looking elsewhere for that mm-hmm. motivation, whether it's basketball or uh, baseball, whatever it is, right? That I think this is a, a really big opportunity for that. I mean, both you and I, actually, I think everyone in this room uh, wasn't even close to being around the last time Canada was in it. Yeah, which honestly, not ideal for the week of the show, but nevertheless, uh, in the other room, gentlemen who have a little bit more handle on how this game will actually go. Patty, how are we feeling about this game? Like, like I mentioned off the top, we saw Saudi Arabia beat Argentina. Mm-hmm. Anything is possible. But how are we feeling about this game going into it? John Herbin's got his full squad. It's yep. full side. I think it's, it's cautious optimism. Sure. For a lot of people. I think a lot, like for me, it's just to see the first goal. You know, they didn't score yeah. in 86. They could lose 3-1, but that first goal, whoever scores it, Kyle Aaron, Jonathan David, you know, whoever, Alfonso Davies, whoever does it, that's going to be such a historic moment for this country and this sport in this country. Uh, you see it, like, I know Logan mentioned, I agree. It is It is kind of, it is tough. When you see the biggest stars, you know, our biggest stars play over in Europe. Uh, Alfonso Davies is that is at Bayern Munich. We got guys in Belgium. We got Jonathan David in Lille in France, but he's going to come over to the Premier League soon, possibly, or at least a bigger league, possibly in January. So you're going to start, like, this is the most talent that this country has ever had. We have never had these type of guys. Owen Hargraves, born in this city, might have been the best player to come out of this country, but he played for England. So it's just, it's it's really cool to see these guys, you know, the, the multiculturalism on this team. Mm-hmm. Over, I'm going to say almost three quarters of this team have parents born in other countries. Alfonso Davies born in Ghana. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why Canada, like, you see it in Belgium and Germany. A lot of these countries, they're they're starting to get a lot more of the immigrant population to grow their sport. And that's helping Canada, for sure. And it's it's, it's awesome to see. And I'm so excited. And finally, we see what John Herdman's been building, what he did with the women's team. And it finally gets to, you know, all culminate. Uh, here in a few hours. Very much looking forward to this. Um, you boys are very fired up. about What do we know about the group that Canada is in? Is Belgium going to be their hardest test in the group stage of the three games they'll play? Likely, Belgium is probably the toughest team on, on paper. I mean, Croatia, they were the finalists in 2018, but, you know, they, they, they drew nil-nil with Morocco this morning. They didn't, they didn't look all that, that great. They're an older side. This might be Belgium's last kick at the can with this golden generation that everybody thought was going to at least win something. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned with our preview last Friday that Kevin De Bruyne, I think, is one of the best players on the planet. Mm-hmm. He is the midfield genius at Man City that makes Erling Holland score those goals. He's the guy that's going to generate a lot of the offense for Belgium. So can that midfield for Canada? It's going to be a lot on Atiba Hutchinson. The guy has not played a lot. He's he's an older guy. He's He's been hurt. So... I'm wondering if if they can just they don't want they don't want to get starstruck you know mm-hmm. like they're gonna Belgium's gonna have the ball a lot you're gonna see probably like a sixty forty type possession a lot so Canada's gonna have to come in off the counter and that's where they're gonna have to get their breaks and that's where Alfonso Davies where that type of guy where wherever he lines up be it on the left like he's a left back at Bayern but he's gonna play all over the field here he's gonna play up front he's gonna play in the yeah. mid he's gonna be the main guy to get the offense going for Canada pushing forward. But again, there's a lot of guys in the forward group. Jonathan David, Kyle Lurin, uh, Icky, uh, uh, mm. yeah, there's, uh, I forget it. I can't say his name. That's a tough one. That sounded they, difficult. Yeah, but there's there's guys in the forward group that can get the goals. It's just a matter of getting it there and trying not to get starstruck because Belgium, they're a healthy squad too. Mm-hmm. They only have Romelu Lukaku who's the only one that's not going to be healthy for the first two games. So 
Uh, just cautious optimism and try not to get starstruck. Speed is going to be one of the benefits and, and, that Canada has here. Well, Alfonso Davies, he's one of the fastest players on the planet. And he can, he's, uh, what was the term we were using yesterday? He's topping out, Max oh, Speed? yeah, 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 he's topping out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's he's, what Turdman said in his, conf- yeah, uh, his press conference. Yeah, he's, he's running at his top speed, and that's exactly what we want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love John Herdman because of this guy's ability to motivate. Um, unbelievable work with the women, moves over to the men's national program. And now, here we are. And here's what we're going to do on the text line today. Um, I have a question for you. Because football, the beautiful sport, is one of those games that is... Uh, you know, you get the motivational speeches. I think of coaches, halftime World Cup. You hear of all these wild pregame type of speeches. So, as a result, we're going to ask you what your favorite pump-up speech is. And we're going to play some of them a little bit later on in the show, probably around 8 o'clock in the morning. But do you have a pump-up speech from a movie? It doesn't necessarily have to be a sports film, but it could be a sports film. Do you have a pump-up speech from real life that you might have heard of that resonates with you? If that's the case, we'll try and find some audio there. But if you got any pump-up speech that you that you love, let us know. 960-960 today. And uh, we're going to play some later on in the program and get people fired up for this game at noon between Canada and Belgium. So before we hit the break, just a couple of our favorites. What did you come up with, Logan? Friday Night Lights, baby. The classic? No, the TV show. Oh. Went a little different. A little halftime pump-up from Coach Taylor. Mm. Let's take a listen. In a moment. We'll take yeah, a listen. In a moment. Yeah, obviously. Different football. Doing a little recording over there right now. When Jason Street went down the first game of the season, Damn right. everybody wrote us off. Everybody. And yet here we are at the championship game. 40,000 people out there have also written us off. There are a few out there who do still believe in you. If you'll never give up on you. You go back out on the field, Those are the people I want in your minds. Those are the people I want in your hearts. Every man at some point in his life is going to lose a battle. He's going to fight and he's going to lose. But what makes him a man is that in the midst of that battle, he does not lose himself. This game is not over. This battle is not over. So let's hear it one more time. Together. Clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go! It gets me every single time. That's I've a named, pretty good one. I've named both my fantasy squads after the Dillon Panthers and the East Dillon Lions. Oh. That's actually true. Yeah. And, and they're killing it. Yeah, and they're ro- absolutely they've, killing it. They've rolled me over multiple times uh, over the course of Friday Night uh, Lights. The fantasy Clear eyes, seasons. full hearts, can't lose. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. So what we're going to do is we're going to pick uh, our favorites, and we're going to play them at the end of each segment leading up until 8 a.m., and then we're going to play some of your favorites. And we've got some here already, and the Braveheart one has come up a few times. That was one that I was pondering because it's not sports, and I, I like the ones that aren't going to be sports. But uh, we got some other ones in here as well. Gridiron Gang with The Rock, Denzel, and Remember the Titans. We got some... We got some standard ones, 
And uh, I think we might also got a text here from uh, a former Stampeder, too. So we'll have to dive into a few of these uh, as we move on with the program. But a lot to do today. Flames game day. Canada plays Belgium. Morning report coming at you. Plus, we have the report for the tournament of the football. We can't use the actual title. Yeah, we can't use. Continental Soccer Association is coming to Springfield. (laughs) Exactly. The sport with the the ball that goes back and forth. Mm Mm-hmm. So we'll do that. Of the world. We'll report it. Well, I don't know. Can we use world? Coupe de monde. Can I say coupe de monde? I don't know. What does that mean? That it's World Cup in French. Oh, uh, probably, probably not, not yeah. then. Yeah, no. Uh, we'll Why find out you? around the break, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. More, more reports next. Sports at 960, the fan. I'm getting fired up, Logan. I'm getting fired up. Let's go. Because, let me tell you, we're getting all okay. sorts of great texts at 960-960 on even, some of the best pump-up speeches. Don't even let me ask you what's fired you up. You're just no, I'm go too fired up. I'm too excited. Gosh. So we're getting all these texts on the best pump-up speeches because later on today, it is Canada and it is Belgium. It is the first time Canada's in the World Cup in forever. And we really hope that they get a victory. So we're going to get pumped up. I've always wanted a reason to hate Belgium, and now I have one. <laughs> Jeez. Sure. Yeah, okay. Well, I've never had really much of a reason to dislike them, frankly. Well, that's what I mean. But now until I now, have one. Hate. Vitriol. Had enough of you, Belgium. Yeah, despise. Don't love them. Uh, the but we're getting kingdom some great of ones. Belgium, get over yourselves. And we're yeah. What do you guys even do over there? Yeah. What are you known for? Your waffles? Yeah. <laughs> I can make Belgium waffles. Yeah. They put mayonnaise on their French fries. Yeah, you freaks. <laughs> Not a- scumbags. <laughs> the UN is there. Not the UN. Sorry, the uh, the EU is <laughs> the there. The UN. <laughs> The UN. the UN's Can you imagine the UN was just decided to be in Belgium of all places? Yes. The European Union. Sorry, the yeah. EU is there. And the <laughs> EU too, which I also I love am when very forming, impartial about. Forming the UN and thinking, <laughs> what's a really good place for us to put this? Real central to everything. Do you know what? If we could pick somewhere with waffles, that would be great. Mm. Belgium? Yeah, sure. Um, but today. We're getting some really good ones had in enough here. of you. Uh, the Ted Lasso dart scene. Fantastic. Unbelievable. It was One my of... second choice. I had to go Friday Night Lights because I just can't not. Mm-hmm. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. It always fires me up more than anything. You got to get some of the staples in here too, right? Like we reward so... outside the box thinking, but you, you got to give love to the OGs as well. And that certainly counts. Um, there's a handful of them that you can pick from in Ted Lasso easily. Um, we're also getting a lot of love for Coach Huffnagel uh, against uh, Montreal in 2008. So we're gonna this try first and, season. We're gonna try and uh, we're gonna try and figure out uh, if we can get someone to tell us a little bit more about that speech because we've had a few votes for that and uh, maybe try and wrangle up some audio from that as well. Um, but right now it's time for the morning report and the morning report is brought to you by MotorWorks. Uh, need to read here, fellas. Um, MotorWorks. BMW repairs. They never service. emailed the live reads to us. <laughs> live radio, folks. 
Why don't you dive in, Logan? I'll okay. get you a read in just a moment. Yeah, here. you do that, Matt, and uh, I'll tell you all about uh, some hockey tonight. It's a game day, boys. Your Calgary Flames. Those Pittsburgh Penguins. Yeah. Crosby. Malkin. Latong. Whoever's playing goal for them today. Latang? It might be Latang. Yeah, certainly. Okay. Potato, potato. Uh-huh. Tristan Jari Seinfeld? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I can see it. Well done. They have met once already this year, Matthew. Yes. You might remember this game from the Scotiabank Saddledome. Sure do. Where Nazem Kadri dominated for the Flames. Eight seconds remaining in the Lewis penalty. As Poulin turns the puck over at the Flames line, and here comes Kadri the other way. He raises it up the right wing side, shoots, and scores! Nazem Kadri with his second goal of the first period makes it 2-0 Flames. I remember that. Boom. Two goals. Kadri. I was there because he scored them early. And I usually leave after 40 minutes of play. But That's that true. was that was fun. I remember that. 4-1 win. A Tuesday the, night. The Penguins were scuffling to say the... Or, or were they? They scuffled after, I believe. They went through like a four or five game slump after the Flames beat them there. But for the Flames, that was amidst their red hot start just a... Uh, what, 10 days into the season, pretty much? That was win five of the season. Oh, so things went off the cliff right after that. Yep. Okay, right on. Yeah, cool. we were really good. Yeah. And they had three days off, and they played okay against Edmonton, and Daryl said, nope, not good enough. And then seven straight Hit L's. the blender. Hit the Vitamix on the lines. Yeah, the old slap chop. And you've been the figuring it out ever since. Love my nuts. So this is the uh, the last meeting between these two teams this season. Calgary's lone trip to Pittsburgh. How are the Penguins doing, Matt? I'm glad you asked. They are surging right now. They've won three straight. 6-4 over Mini. 3 nothing over the Jets. Sorry, Dumas. And most recently, they beat the Blackhawks 5-3 on Sunday. Where Gaining Malkin played in game number 1,000 and scored in the victory. And he will be celebrated for that tonight. So while it is scheduled for a 5 o'clock start, expect that to be pushed back just a little bit as the Penguins celebrate their teammate and his accomplishment. Uh, pretty cool accomplishment. We'll see the silver stick come out tonight, Matthew. Yeah, it's, it's very much appropriate. Second player to do so in Penn's history. That is skate in 1,000 games. He's second in points. He's having just an amazing season so far. And he's a point-per-game player. He's got 1,166 points entering today's game. Hmm. The guy has been a monster in the NHL for a very long time. And if it weren't for some injuries, you wonder how much higher those numbers could be. Like, he's he's already 36. We were talking about uh, some of the other players from the same draft that he was in all the way back in 2004 that are just hitting a thousand games due to some injury like that was Alex Goligoski who just hit a thousand games too so uh pretty impressive stuff from number 71 and uh how about some fun penguins flames uh related facts Matthew sure yeah great why not multiple flames players have picked up NHL first against the penguins okay Mackenzie Weger 
He scored his first NHL goal against the Pens back in 2017. Elias Lindholm recorded his first NHL assist against the Pens in 2013. And Dan Vladar started his first NHL game against the Penguins, hmm. stopping 35 shots and recording his first NHL win back when he was a member of the Boston Bruins. Wow, the more you know. So some homecoming in a sense. Right on. I should feel very comfortable. Flames yeah. have uh, at least a point in their last six trips to PPG Paints Arena dating back to the 2015-2016 season. They're 4-0-2 in those six trips to Pittsburgh, outscoring the Pens 21-13 to over that stretch. The only thing we're really looking out for tonight, Matthew, maybe something in goal. Of course, we'll wait and see if the Flames do decide to go to Dan Vladar and Michael Stone has been with the team and practicing the last couple of days. So we know he is inching closer to a return tonight. Yeah, that's the one that we'll look for. Michael Stone maybe replacing Dennis Gilbert on the blue line. Although, I thought Gilbert has continued to improve as every game has gone by. He's continued to look more comfortable and obviously has the three fights in five games. If Michael Stone's not ready to go, I'd still feel like, okay, Dennis Gilbert, I'd, I'd give him another look. Pat Steinberg will have your Flames coverage starting at 3 p.m. this afternoon. I believe the uh, telethon today is to support wide-eyed children. Wide-eyed children? Yes. Really? Is that just like when they're wide-eyed because they're surprised? Yeah. Or is it like an actual well, it's just general? something that can happen in general. Like when they're surprised? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just, okay, yeah. cool. Wide-eyed children. Yeah. Starts at 3. Flames yeah. talk. Make sure you call and support the telethon. 4 o'clock, Flames warm-up, Steinberg and Lubardius. Wills and Lubardius with the call at 5. Right here on Sportsnet 960. And on Sportsnet One. Children with wild eye, wide eyes, I like that. Nice. Um, this is the Morning Report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's prices by 10% on 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. Let's flash you back to last night, Matthew. Just two games in the NHL to get to, including one Canadian team in action. Sure. The Montreal Canadian. Hosting the Buffalo Sabres. It was the Tage Thompson show yeah. in it's, Montreal. It's been a lot. This it's been year. a lot of yeah. this. Yeah. And Buffalo up by three. Henestrosa makes the turn for the Sabres at center. Pass on to the left wing. Skinner trying to buy some space for Thompson with a shot. Scores! Oh. TNT puts some mustard on that one, and the Sabres with a six spot on the board. Dude, his, the way he shoots the puck is nasty. It's, it's gross. It's gross. You can, That sound when he hits the post is insane. He's so good. He's so big. He's so hard to handle. This game had a little bit of snarl to it as well. Well, as, that'll uh, happen when Montreal gives up, you know, three goals, 2-13 into the game. Yeah, they were on their back pretty early there, but... Nevertheless, uh, some chippiness to this one. Uh, Buffalo just relentless. Relentless. Uh, how about new Sabres for Tyson Yost coming in off waivers, getting into that scrap as well last oh, night? Yeah, there yeah. you go. Wasn't a good start for uh, for Montreal in this one I mentioned. Darlene, 35 seconds in. JJ Paterka, 52 seconds in. Alex Tuck, 213 in on the power play. Boom, it's 3 nothing Buffalo. Uh, Tage Thompson, I mentioned. I'm of this stat line, Matt, in fantasy. One goal, three assists. He's plus four on the night, two penalty minutes, eight shots on goal, one hit, one takeaway. Pretty so good. good. So good. 
13 goals on the season. Uh, Alex Tuck scored his 10th. Darlene has eight. They snap a long losing streak against another not very good team, but Buffalo Sabres are actually a fun team to watch. As the text line points out, and I was going to get to, uh, Jeff Skinner also with five points on the night. Oh. Two goals, three assists. Alex Tuck with a goal. Uh, did you and see two him apples. yelling at the Canadiens after he scored the 7 sure 2 did. goal? Yep. Really letting him know. Yeah. Thought he was going to scrap with Jake Evans at one point, too. Thought so, but did nope. not. Uh, so that also, one... Caden Gooley is a mean man. I think we need to point that out. Mm, fair. Uh, Sabres down the Habs 7 2 last night in Montreal. Caulfield and Monaghan scoring in the loss for Montreal. Let's take you to LA. The Rangers and the Kings. This one, a back-and-forth affair that headed to the third period. The Rangers up by one. Sean Walker ties this game with his first of the season at 6-12 of period number three. It would only take seconds for the Rangers to get the lead back. At 6-12, ties the game. I just said that. Kreider scores! Chris Kreider! Great hustle on the play! And puts it over Cal Peterson. Here it comes again. Zabanajad set play to Kreider. And this is one that Cal Peterson is thinking, I should have had that. Yeah. But heads up play by Zabanajad. And then the speed of Kreider. And just beats him to the inside. And so a quick response. Very quick response. That gives the Rangers the 4-3 lead. Kreider would add an empty netter with under a minute left for his ninth of the season. Rangers down the Kings 5-3. Have you seen that goal I just played, man? The radio doesn't do it justice. Uh, Zibanejad with a nasty little play from his own zone. Chips it into L.A. territory where only Kreider can get it. Kreider knows Zibanejad is doing this and immediately takes the bounce off of the oh, boards. yeah. And puts it past Peterson. Now, Peterson doesn't play it well at all. Peterson had a bad game. He, uh, yeah, he didn't play it that well. But it's a nice, it's a great touch by Zibanejad and for Kreider to know. Because if he misses it, it's icing. And that's, you're going back the other way. That's two guys that have played together for a long time that know that Chris Kreider, despite being a big guy, is probably going to be able to beat any defenseman down the ice, especially if that defenseman has to turn first. Uh, that's just a smart play. And Cal Peterson needs to make that save. Uh, they got Shesterkin in a in a sense as he stopped 35-38 and Cal Peterson allowed four on 24. Yuck. I'm not good at math, but even I know that's not good. Nope. No, it's not. No. Uh, Rangers now 10-6-4 on the season. Kings 11-9-2. The Rangers continue their West Coast trip tonight. They're the late game with the Anaheim Ducks going at 8 o'clock later tonight. Full of a... Uh, Full slate of NHL action going on later tonight, Matt. It includes the Penguins and the Flames at 5 o'clock. It all gets going with the Jets and the Wilds. Some doozies. Boston and Florida catching my eye. Toronto and New Jersey. Can they extend that win streak? Looking for, what is it, number 14 tonight? Yep. Oilers are in New York to face the Islanders. The Oilers have struggled of late. There's some interesting tilts out there tonight. And then a whole bunch of... Uh, probably going to be lopsided wins as well yeah that's fair and then um, no games on thursday no we get the day off for uh, american thanksgiving watch a bunch of football uh, i wanted to throw this out there as well last night from the scotia bank saddledome your calgary wranglers mm. five three victors over the coachella valley firebirds 
Love to see it. Brett Sutter, Jacob Peltier, Matthew Phillips, his 11th of the season, Yan Kuznetsov, and Cole Schwint all scoring in the victory for Mitchell Love's group. The big story in this one, though, Matthew, uh, Shane Wright in a conditioning stint with Coachella Valley, the uh, AHL affiliate of the Seattle Kraken. He scored 142 into period number two. Uh, he's down there after being scratched five consecutive games by Seattle. Clearly don't want to send him down to junior again this season. So he's getting a couple of weeks with the uh, AHL affiliate, and he makes an immediate impact. Yeah, different rules with junior players going to the AHL. As a result, Shane Wright not allowed to skate down there for, I believe, it's more than two weeks. And yeah, he had to 14 days sit out five straight games. They would have sent him down for this earlier, but they got in an instance where they had an injury, and Shane Wright actually had to play in a game that would have been his fifth game sitting out. So that restarted the clock. Um, so now he's down with the Firebirds, scored, looked like he was a little bit more in a place that he belongs right now. Because if he goes back to the OHL, it's, it's, he's just What gonna, does it approve? No. The, really nothing. And, and the team that his rights belong to are not very good. So, you know, he's he's caught in a little bit of a, a quagmire here. It's, it's not very good for young Shagan Wright. Well... Right now it is. He's scored, and he's going to be there for two weeks, but then what? Are you ready for the NHL after two weeks in the AHL? Be a pretty special player if you were. Hmm. Uh, a couple of NFL notes to wrap up the morning report today, Matthew. Uh, sounds as though the Carolina Panthers will again switch things up at quarterback and go back to uh, former Jet Sam Darnold. He'll take over for Baker Mayfield. We've seen Mayfield. We've seen P.J. Walker. Now back to Darnold for the Panthers this weekend. That's going to be an interesting one. Uh, the uh, LA Rams surprising a few people yesterday as well. Waving their leading rusher, running back Darrell Henderson Jr. Gets waved by the team. Uh, he was a non-factor in the team's loss to the New Orleans Saints over the weekend. Cam Akers, despite wanting out of town, now resumes duties as the team's RB1. I'm looking forward to Sunday. I'm looking forward to Thursday. A lot of fun action upcoming. A little bit surprised by the news out of L.A., but then again, I'm like, well, they've got like eight guys that have some sort of fantasy intrigue in their backfield. And on top of that, they haven't been doing great lately. So sometimes you need to make a move to wake everybody up. And uh, quickly, some fallout from that Mexico City game between the Cardinals and and the 49ers. What do you mean fallout? Uh, apparently there was an incident with Cardinals O-line coach and run game coordinator, uh, Sean Kugler. Huh? We have not been told what this incident is, but the Cardinals have decided to relieve him of his duties. This happened Sunday night before the game on Monday Night Football, and they relieved him of his duties Monday morning. Hmm. So a bit of mystery surrounding what happened with the Cardinals O-line coach and the running game coordinator. And uh, how about this one? Tarverius Ward, cornerback for the 49ers with some strong words towards DeAndre Hopkins oh. after the Niners downed them on Monday Night Football. Quote, he thinks he's a tough guy. He thinks he's still one of the best receivers in the league, and he's really not. He tried to intimidate us, but forget him. We did our thing. We went out there. We got a dub. He was yip-yapping all game. We don't care about that. We just wanted to win. 
That steroid boy for you was oh. the line. So, oh, because yeah. he got suspended for PEDs. Yeah, so. Well, I don't know. Like, DeAndre Hopkins is still a very good receiver. He's putting up some pretty solid numbers with Colt McCoy throwing him the ball right now. So, I don't know. Like, you, good news you, you did win, though. Yeah, you certainly won. Uh, good news is, Matt, these teams play each other again. Season finale, Jan 8. Nice. Looking forward to that. Yeah. There's, There's some big games that final week. Yes, absolutely. NFL season uh, coming down to it these next couple of weeks, but we got Thanksgiving to go to uh, tomorrow with a uh, full slate of three games across the uh, American holiday. So looking forward to that. And, uh, of course, we'll get to uh, some soccer coverage in just moments here, but that's your uh, morning report. That is the morning report. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10%. On 51st Ave and 3rd Street Southeast. That is correct. It is time for our report on the 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 big the big tournament. It's the global mug draw report. Um yeah, here's the guys talking about some soccer. And here's the soccer report. It's brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainteed, pro all the way. Day three had all sorts of drama, and day four at the tournament has already seen one game go final. Let's get you caught up on yesterday's action. Started with the shock of the tournament so far as Saudi Arabia was able to get two goals in the span of five minutes in the second half to sink Lionel Messi and Argentina to currently sit atop Group C. Group D's opener had Denmark taking on Tunisia. Super competitive game. Both teams had their chances, but in the end, that game also well, this one ended nil-nil, as did this next match in Group C, Mexico taking on pole. And I said yesterday that Mexico's keeper, Guillermo Ochoa, becomes Andre Vasilevsky at these type of tournaments. And Poland was going to find their only success if Robert Lewandowski finds the back of the net. Well, Lewandowski had a chance to be awarded with a penalty in the 58th minute. But Ochoa picks the side Lewandowski pick, makes a huge save. That was the best chance in the entire game. Not the not a great game. Mexico-Poland, that was a bad game. The best thing, Mexico's support, they were singing all day. Nil-nil the final. Only one scoreless draw all of 2018, and we got two in one day. Uh, and the last game on Tuesday saw the defending champs in France take on Australia, and it was the Socceroos with a shot goal within the first 10 minutes of the game to open the scoring. France would also lose right back Lucas Hernandez on that play to a torn ACL. His tournament and season uh, is over. The injuries continue to mount for Le Bleu. Uh, but it was the only only a matter of time before France would find their breakthrough. Adrian Rabot, Rabiot would knot it up. And then a few minutes later, Olivier Giroud uh, in an elevated role because no Benzema yeah. gives France the 2-1 lead at the half. Killing Mbappe, he was, on, he was amazing yesterday. All over the pitch, all world talent. He puts away his first goal of the tournament in the 67th minute. And then Olivier Giroud would rub some salt in the Aussie wounds with his second of the game, tying French legend Thierry Henry for most goals ever by a French national player with his 51st for country. They were uh, excited about that. Oh, my goodness. They, they were, were fired up. They were really fired up. I remember up. that in the background. That got me to look up. Yeah, man. France win 4-1. Today, day four, Canada finally gets back to this tournament for the first time since 1986. Three, 13,316 days ago. They're taking on Belgium. That goes at noon. Tommy Wilden Jr., manager of Cavalry FC, will join us at 7.30 to preview Canada and Belgium. Group F got started earlier this morning with uh, Morocco and Croatia. Not the greatest game to watch either. Not a ton oh. of chances. That one ends nil-nil. And right now, Germany taking on Japan in the Group E opener 
Uh, this one, all Germany so far. They were given a penalty after the Japan keeper tackled a German player in the box. <laughs> Ilke Gundawan puts this one home. 1-0 Germany at the half. And that's your soccer report. Brought to you by Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty, pro all the way. Has there been a lot of nil-nil games so far in comparison to usual? That's like, the that's third. What, three in two days? And they had one all of 2018. Okay, so yes. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Mm-hmm. Mm, don't love that. Uh, we're getting your text today because it is Canada. It is Belgium. As you heard Patty Dumont just tell you about, they're going to battle at noon today. How many days has it been? What was the number there? 13,316. 13,316. <laughs> June 9th, 1986. Seems like it was a different time. Yeah, it probably was. Um, it was very different back then. And was Qatar a thing back then? Oh, yeah. That's a, I'm sure. Um, John Herdman, the manager for Team Canada, an excellent motivator. So we're asking you on the text line today, 960-960, what are some of your favorite motivational speeches? Either real life, it can be from a sports movie, it can be from a different movie, it can be... Whatever you want, just text it in, 960-960. We're going to go through some of our favorites at 8 o'clock. Um, we're getting a lot of people asking us about uh, um, John Huffnagel giving a speech to the Stampeders in a great cup. It, it sounds like it might have been 2008. Digging into that, we're going to try and find a little bit of audio because that one's getting a lot, of, uh, a lot of notice so far today and uh, a couple of other beauties as well. But we're also going to dive into some of our favorites up until 8 o'clock. So, for example... Um, Alex Brody, our technical producer, do you have a favorite pump-up speech that you want to share? Yes, sir, I do. Now, I went maybe a little more of the obvious route, but I went mm. with a clip from Rocky, uh, his speech to his son, namely. So, Okay, right on. Let's have a listen. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. Let's run through a wall. I'm ready. That's good. I'm ready. You should listen to that every day to get ready for work. You're better than that. And we're going to have that Huffnagel speech, by the way. Oh, good. You found it? I did. My man. pre-game ahead of the 96th Great Cup against Montreal. Yes. Okay. I believe it's the 2008 Great Cup. Yes. Awesome. Incredible. We're going to get that. That's going to be later on. That'll be up in the 8 o'clock hour as we continue to get real fired up for Canada and Belgium. But we're also getting fired up for the Flames and the Penguins. And uh, we'll be breaking into that all morning long, too, as the Flames and the Penguins will battle at 5 o'clock. That is game number four of this six-game road trip. But around the corner, really excited for our next, our next guest to join us as Glenn Healy is going to be dropping by, uh, working on a new initiative with the NHL. We're going to tell you all about that around the corner as we continue on the big show, Sportsnet 960 The Fan.